And we're live for a not so live episode of Stay Slock. This is episode 143. As always, I'm your host, Primal Sabbath. Uh, I'm joined tonight by the Stasis Lock B team. Uh, he's a one man squad, and that is Josh Fisher. Where can people find you at, man? Oh, God, I got Joe on tonight. Jesus. Well, yeah, okay. it looks like we got Joe, so, you know. Shout out uh, to shout out Stasis Lock B team. Yeah. Uh, well, you can catch me on the All Cued Up podcast with my friend Greg every Friday uh, on all audio platforms. And you can catch me. On Friday nights, live around 9 p.m. on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on a little show we like to call Masterpiece Ship Piece Theater, or MPSP Theater, if you will. And uh, my name on Facebook is a public profile, so all of my uh, social media platforms that I'm on, Instagram, Twitter, etc., is all linked there. So if you want to follow me, throw me a follow. If not, that's cool, too. Man, government knows everything what you're doing. I don't give a shit. That's fair. And uh, Joe, man, where can people find you? Well, I don't want the government to know where I am or what I'm doing, so I can be contacted through my secretary, Primal Sabbath, or my undersecretary, um, Megamus, who is not here right now. Yeah, I'm sure he'll he'll get it. Uh, Megatoyfan at is it Yahoo.com? I don't know. Just look Something at like that. Fan. That's that's your dude. And uh, we have our collector interview tonight, and uh, Allie, that's you. What, can you tell people where you can find you and a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, um, so I pretty much only use Twitter for robot stuff, um, but you can find that at um, kittenfishes on Twitter, spelled just the word kitten, then fish, then yes. Cool. And I'll have that down in the description for anyone who... Uh, has hard of hearing. I, I don't know for for anyone who wants to just like click easily. That's down there. So, uh, anyways, I guess we'll get right on into it. Uh, I'll go first, Josh. Uh, you are second, Joe. I'll send you the questions. Cool. So, uh, okay, what got you into Beast Wars? Um, just a cartoon. I mean, as as simple as that, I would say. I hear you. That's that's easy enough. <laughs> Well, Josh. what about uh, what about the figures? What's your favorite Beast Wars toy? Um, I probably just Transmetal Rat Trap. I I like like really simple kind of stuff like that when it comes to figures, like just kind of solid feeling. Yeah, and it's like it, it's not too finicky or fiddly to mess with, and you don't have to uh, like you don't have to worry about. Like the Transmetal Megatron issue thing with it, like with it just crumbling apart. So <laughs> anything I really love, like I know it's terrible and it chips apart so much, but I love like that obnoxious chrome. That's on have these you, have you? Oh, I know. It's like finding one like over the internet. It's a pain. I've got two American rat traps that are both just flaking like crazy, and then I got the tenth anniversary and the Japanese one. The Japanese one's pretty nice. It's like got a more maroonish color to it. So, I've seen. I know I've seen like the yeah the one that's got like the silver on it. I know there's like the different color variants of them. Like uh, there's like a blue, there's a red. Right. That one that came with the puzzle that's like bright ass orange. Oh, that, that one's awesome. Red one. Oh my god! Yeah, that one's so awesome. Or that one. The the uh, process they used back then it's different than today. Is that were they still using the vac metalization? 
Yeah, it was it was still vac metal. I'm doing that today though, man, because people are complaining about Masterpiece Hot Rod, or, or maybe it's the first release of that or something, where it's just all flaky, or, or it just rubs mm. right off rather, which is wild. But it can still happen. No one's safe. No Chrome is safe. I'm safe. Well, I yeah, don't have, you don't... I don't have Chrome. <laughs> That's fair enough. It's not chromed yet. So I'm not making too much noise, am I? Making making dinner here. Making your bag lasagna? No, I'm uh, making steak. Oh jeez. Oh god. <laughs> no, not really. Okay, thank you. Steak. I was gonna say yeah. we're gonna have a long talk next time we see each other. You uh, you put it in the bag and then you throw it in the microwave and boom. <laughs> Joe, I hate you. Uh, what, master- <laughs> what masterpiece Beast Wars figure do you want to see next? Hmm. Probably like uh, honestly, like I, I can see why they're skipping over um, Rat Trap and Rhinox, and I think that's fine because the Generations one that came out, they were really good. So I, I don't think it's necessary for them right away. But I would like to see like maybe like Silver Bolt or something. Yeah, I think a Fusor would be would be awesome to see. Like supposedly they're going to be like going in, you know, character popularity. And I wonder how popular Silverbolt is over there. You know what I mean? We're getting Black Arachnia. That's a good point. You would think they would want a Silverbolt to go with her. I would, man. I would freak out if they just did the jump like that. Like that would shoot my theory completely out of the sky. Like I don't, I don't think they'll do two and three seasons, two and three. Well, with with Lyle Convoy, it kind of already shot your theory out of the sky. Yeah, I see, man. I think he's an outlier because he's he's a leader. You know what I mean? Like I think you know all, all convoys all the time, right? Yeah. So. I don't know. So when it comes to uh, the show, what episode do you feel best represents Beast Wars as a whole? Uh, probably the Low Road. Oh, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> and I'm glad. Like, I'm glad we finally got another like non uh, Code, of, Code Hero. of Hero. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, like, like honestly, Code of Hero is like 100 like my favorite episode. I own that episode actually, as a well, in a way, I guess. Uh, it's got like i don't know like i think my favorite thing about the show is the is the banter and the way the characters like interact in that way so that episode is all that and i think anyone who's like against potty humor in a cartoon like that's the whole point of cartoons come on it's so well done here and there's not gonna kill anyone oh my god the uh I love a good fart joke, and when the entire episode is surrounded essentially on a fart joke, that's uh. That's the best part. It comes out of nowhere. It's like the end. (laughs) Yeah, because he was sneezing like the entire time. It was like, uh oh. Yeah, that was uh. That's 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 easily easily my second favorite. And and like like you said, the banter with Rat Trap and Dinobot, poor Tarantulas, like like just that whole scene of uh Dinobot telling Megatron that he's got a hostage. (laughs) So you do. That's Speaking awesome. of uh, episodes re- of revolving around a fart joke, did you ever see that one episode of Ren and Stimpy where Stimpy had a fart and the fart left home 
and he was like looking for it because he was treating it as his son. Oh my god, he named it Stinky. <laughs> and he comes back and he's got like a wife and a family and everything at the end of the show. Dude, I've never seen that. Oh, totally worth it. Totally worth checking it out. <laughs> Car- cartoons, am I right? Yeah. I definitely watch, like Rocco's Modern Life and uh, like Ren and Stimpy is good, but I was, I don't know, I always ended up watching like, Rocco instead. How is it like that those two cartoons were, were on like, well, I, I guess for all of us ex- excluding Josh, Josh is an older fella, like during our childhood, like we would catch that. Um, you know what I mean? Like, like it wasn't like South Park where, you know, it was on at night or something. Like we caught that stuff like during the day after school. Uh, well, uh, yeah, like Beavis and Butthead too, right? Yeah, but that was yeah. at least on like MTV and stuff. Whereas like these shows were like made and meant for kids networks. Like it. Yeah, it's like Ed and Eddie is another one. Nickelodeon. Well, Ed and Eddie is a weird one because like I remember like even as a kid like my like family who didn't care for me like didn't care if I was watching like Reddit and Stimpy and stuff um saw like the designs for Ed and Eddie and assumed it was a gross out humor show <laughs> it's really not it's like one of the tamer of the ones but apparently multiple people had that where like just the art style was like a turn off for like parents who decided that they just shouldn't watch it I'm very happy my parents just didn't give a shit as long as it was like cartoons during the daytime like they weren't trying to regulate that that's I wild. Know. I don't know. They like they would pick random things. Like yeah. for some reason they were like kind of like weirded out by that one. I would still watch it, but they kind of recommended that I wouldn't. Um, but then they wouldn't care if I watched like Evil Con Carne and stuff. Way worse. Of of all the like that wave of weird cartoons, there was one that actually made me physically ill. And like I enjoyed watching it until like I don't know, like if I just had a I had like a like a bad lunch that day. I remember it was the summertime. It was Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> and it was uh God, it's the I got, toe one? Which one? The toe one? No, no, what it wasn't the toe one. It was that the one with the, the, the Yeah, that was pretty bad. But it was a dude with the weird like squiggly hair. The uh Oh, was it the barber guy? I don't know, but he was, like shave people? No, well, no, I don't think so. But he was like he was like a dark figure. I and... could see why somebody getting shaved would be scary to you. <laughs> Dude, I, I I kept my head shaved for, for like ten years. So it no I, man, I can't like I just remember like that's the only part like that's I I think that's how much it like really fucked with me. Was uh like that the only part I can remember Yeah, yeah, and he had like a weird like I said, it was just a just a dark figure, it looked like uh he was wearing a you know, just like a like a like a cloak or something, but he had the, the big squiggly hair, you know, it was all going all kinds of different ways. And, um, maybe it was like a green face or green teeth or just everything that happened in that episode. I don't know if like my, my imagination, the best of it. And it, you know, uh, being a, being a child of the nineties, that, that imagination runs. And I just remember like rolling over and just, just everywhere. (laughs) But yeah. They used to freak me and my brother out a lot where it was um it was just like some like ancient egypt thing where it's like this like mummy thing that would like pop up they like had this lab and it would come up and be like return the slab 
but it was like the character was um, computer animated, it's like CGI, and it yeah. looked so jarring against um, the world that it made me like it. I, I remember that one too, the the Return of the Slab one. Yeah. That was man. I think that, a lot of people that one freaked them out. <laughs> yeah, like that dude, I don't I don't know what how how that show got greenlit. Like that should have been something on like like a stoner network or something. Like someone just bombed <laughs> out on L S D. Should have been watching that show. I mean a lot of shows, especially right around that period. Um right around I would say like the early two thousands, they were like so experimental with like what they were putting on. Yeah, now it's like a shows are like a YouTube ad in length, and like that's it. Yeah, on to the next one. You're fucking boring. Like, what was I was just talking they about? Have no uh, attention span these days. Yeah, they really don't. I mean, because you can just click. They're here. so used to YouTube, you just click on to the next thing if you're bored. Yeah. Fifteen yeah, minutes. Yeah, that's it. Just a, like, not even. Not, I can't even say just kids. Like even I. Like I feel like. When I was at TFCon, we are like, watching um, the fucking TV, and I haven't watched television in so long. I was like, I don't remember advertisements being this long. We get so used to, like, these, like, 30-second ads that it's like, oh, jeez. I have to wait, or, like, two whole fucking minutes? I was, <laughs> was going to say, or even just the age of, like, DVRs. Like, I know, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't watch much on television anymore, but when I do, it's either, like, Hulu and I – you know, like even the ads on that are like a minute long. If they're, if they're more like, yeah. you know, I, I'm I'm done watching it. But like I've started DVR and stuff. Like Agents of Shield, I think is the only thing that comes on like TV TV that I check out. And I get to, you just hit the little button and it stops fast forwarding automatically, like two seconds before the the show kicks back on. And I'm like, this is the technology I was bred for. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a. Uh, what a world, you know, what a time to be alive. <laughs> you could just <laughs> skip past all that shit. So. It's funny that, like, I guess we're just, we're not used to having to, like, take but, like, when I go to the movie theater now, I'm, like, so excited for ads. Like, I'm always like, oh, we have to get early. I have to see previews. Probably not even going to be anything I like on there, but I just need to see them. Just uh, just how we how we get our our advertisement fix, but like but like yeah. that's another thing. Like any any movies that are going to be previewed, like we saw them all on you know, insert social media three months that's ago. True. So, true. what a time! What a time! You know, you can show up at the movies fifteen minutes late now. But uh, how oh, would yeah. you rank? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Oh, uh, how would you rank Beast Wars as a cartoon and toy line compared to other iterations of Transformers? Pretty pretty high up there. What would um, you? Are we yeah. talking like one out of ten? Like a well, like like top three. Let's let's say top three. Ooh, okay. Um, it's got to at least be, if not the second, then the third, and the top would only be like G one out of like necessity. Oh no! It doesn't. Ha- not on this show. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was really hoping for like animated and prime because that seems to be like a universal top three. Yeah. Well that's G1 the gets no pity votes on Stasis Lock. <laughs> yeah, I would say like G1 and they're out of necessity. Um Transformers animated. Prime, I like it, but I don't love it the same way that like a lot of people seem to. It's because of the kids, isn't it? <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it's actually just the more serious tone. Like, I don't mind the kid characters. It's just, like, I don't know. Like, 
um, I, it's not lighthearted enough for me, I guess. Crime, like, seems like it takes itself a little too seriously when I think, like, a good cartoon, especially one for kids, should incorporate both. It should be, like, it can have moments of being serious, but it also, it's got to be fun. I think that's why Prime appealed to me so much is because it was so serious. I mean, I, I mean, the first season different. there were a lot there were a lot of lighthearted moments in the first season, but it was still pretty dark uh, in a lot of ways, and the lightheartedness was less frequent in seasons two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, see, Prime would be my favorite than Beast Wars, and I've never seen animated. Uh, animated was a bunch of fun. I, like, yes, yeah. Yeah, great balance in that show. Right. It did, like, it was really good about, like, it started off with, like, kind of lighthearted kid show, and it got you into, like, really to like these characters and to feel endeared to these characters, and then shit started to get, like, serious, and the consequences seemed more intense. So, like, Prime, like, it didn't seem to have that moment for me where, like, shit would happen to the characters, and I'm like, all right, yeah, but I'm not super invested in these guys because none of them are as interesting the decepticons definitely had more fun personalities than the autobots oh knock knockouts the best modern transformer yep ever Mm -hmm. that dude that dude was extra and i and i felt that in my soul i was just like yeah don't scratch Uh, my pain either i love knockout you you saw the uh uh predacons rising the movie that wrapped it all up didn't you yeah yes okay all right, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> knockout up, dude. Knock, knockout was great. Uh, okay, Josh, you want to take the next one? Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry that was, about that. that. Was, sorry I was about that. Say, yep, that. That was his phone. I was just like, all uh, right. Yeah, really. I'm one of those weird people that still have a landline, <laughs> dude. And uh, you know, well, my wife like works from way. home. My my wife works from home, and I'm a stay at home dad. And my daughter's not home right now. I thought it might have been her calling back, but no, it was a robocall. <laughs> I apologize. Um, so when it comes to the collecting aspect, what figure is or was at the top of your wants list? Your most coveted figure? Ooh, hmm. Uh, probably that. <laughs> probably that. Um, that. Puzzle Japanese Transmo Rat Trap we were talking about before. The That's like a orange tough one to find. Yeah. Like I, I had a bad problem finding like I bought it from from Brett, Megamus Mega Toy Fan. He uh he just so happened to have it and he was like, make me an offer. And I lowballed the shit out of him and he was just like, double it, and I was like, fuck. And uh <laughs> and then I got the the puzzle I got from Chris, Bricks on the Dollar that used to host the channel. He sent it for free, and it's so like if if you can find it, like try to find it with the puzzle. The puzzles are so fun to put together. I think so, at least. So, so definitely puzzles, rat trap. Yeah. I hear you. I definitely can't even like, find that figure anywhere. Not even not even on the Japanese outlets. Yeah. Lord knows I'm looking just to have another. Being greedy about it. Uh, what are your feelings on the third party versus official spectrum? I I do like third party. I think um, I think if anything, like uh, Hasbro is very like 
they put out what they can, but they don't like third party has like ways of like dipping into things that they're never ever gonna do. Yeah, shout out to like not having, you know, like like a I guess what would it be like a board of directors board or shareholders, etc. Yeah. It works so, out. It's just so interesting to see. I think even that it like kind of shows Hasbro what we might like as well. I feel there there's definitely some truth to that for sure. Like I know whenever the the old club was around, like they would keep a a pretty close eye on on that sort of thing to see like what they could do to either ex- like complement, accentuate, or even sometimes compete. Um, but I mean, yeah, like I've I've got a a, a fair amount of and it's all IDW stuff for me because. Like that's not Hasbro's like thing going forward, you know th- those older designs, I guess I should say. So uh, I'm heavily reliant upon the third party aspect, but MMC cool. particularly. Yeah, that's, that's, and SXS whenever they do a, a release once every six months. Something that third party is pretty interesting. What's up? Um. Something about third party that I think is pretty interesting is um, I went last year to the Pony Fair, which is a fan run thing for people who collect the G1 My Little Ponies. And oh, okay. they're just now dipping their toes into that kind of thing. And they're all scared and excited. And they're like, what is this? Oh, and like a lot wow. of them are like, oh, we're going to get in trouble with Hasbro. And it's like, y'all, Transformers has been doing this for a long time. Don't worry. You're you know. Fine. It's it's funny you say that. Like of all the the li- independently licensed conventions and things like that, I believe two of the pony ones got to actually keep their official uh, license. Where like where like Joe and Transformers, they they swoop that up real quick. So I think they may be fine. Like come yeah, to think honestly, about it, it's really weird because like so there's like one fan right now. There's one fan run of the. Um, pony third party thing that they're like making like new ones and they're like um making blanks for people to make customs god i wish i had that um, idea oh that's cool damn (laughs) money (laughs) money i can see a dollar signs kind of though like pony people it's really funny because like when you think of like transformers and joes and like um masters of the universe like they're usually pretty expensive but like going to like the pony fair you expect to like bust an arm and a leg but no it's like really cheap like there'll be like ones that still have like pretty mint condition for like three or four bucks like girl toys are just never sold for quite as much unless it's a barbie and it's a a rare one <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of you know bringing up the other toy lines um outside of transformers what do you collect um i collect care bears <laughs> uh, my roommate collects ponies so it's just a bunch of pastels and then I also when I was a kid I would collect Masters of the Universe like I didn't get into Transformers until later I was much more of a He-Man kid until I was older and I still have a bunch of the uh, like early 2000s Masters of the Universe figure reboots that were oh man that was my introduction to it as well and it was just oh, like that, that cartoon was so good oh dude the, the animation was crisp i like, loved they don't it have a lot of motion, but they're just like really fun sculpts 
Did they yeah. have like that same kind of uh, just like basic, like what were they? What were they like five point? The old ones weren't, weren't they? Or did they have like modern articulation for for the time? Because I never had no. any of the toys. I just remember seeing the show and I was like, "What the fuck what? is oh, this?" Oh, the the two thousand X series that the Four Horsemen did. They had uh, a little bit more articulation, but they still like compared to other action figures at the time were very limited. I think mm-hmm. they have like hip swivels, uh, wrist swivels, like you know, can move your their arms up and down and legs and stuff. But they don't have elbow joints. I think like maybe oh, one or two did, but most of them don't. Yeah. Okay, I'd yeah. always wondered because I never, I never saw them in stores. Maybe I was just never looking for them. I um, was like hunting for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was uh, that was probably what around the time of like R.I.D. or, or was that maybe Armada? It, it was actually that was Armada, about the time of Armada. That's that's why because I got my first. I got I got like two Armada, three Armada toys, and I hated them so much. That's what that's what got me out of toys completely. Like all around was the Armada line. Dude, the Armada comic had been out for months before the Armada toys dropped, and Simon Furman was writing the Armada comic, and I was reading it at the time. So naturally, I was pumped about the toys, and they dropped, and I went and got the whole wave one at Walmart, right? The entire wave, Optimus, Megatron, all of them. Brought them home, opened them up, and I was so pissed off. (laughs) I was just like, well... I'm not buying any more Armada toys. Dude, pow- power, pan- uh, power Pants Ace Dance Prime. Say that five times fast. Power Pants um, Ace Dance Prime. That's right. Speaking All of right. Masters of the Universe, um, if you haven't, check out those little Mega Constructs Masters of the Universe building block sets. They're yep. awesome. There's been a lot of like Masters of the Universe stuff like popping up, and I only know about it because like, every time I mean, like I know that I would like. It kind of it kind of faded out there at the end. What'd you say at the end? You only know about it because of what? Huh? Oh, just people send me uh, links to this kind of stuff because they know that I'm into uh, He-Man or I was into He-Man. But there's like a lot of things popping up like those. I've seen um, a lot of like these weird third party like minifigures. They did like those little ones that are kind of shaped like the muscle the old muscle toys. Oh, you know, those okay. Little, like, guys. Yeah, Super 7 does those. Yeah. But, like, it's just interesting to see, like, so much Masters of the Universe stuff popping up. Like, are they going to do something with it? Are they going to do, like, a new show, a new comic? Well, they're definitely doing something with it at Mattel again now. Mattel's weird, man. Like, they're, and, like their, their distribution is just so bad. So it's, like, it's hard to tell. Um. All right. the The staple question of this show, <laughs> everyone everyone gets asked it. It's my personal favorite question. Do you think Tigatron is a dick? Um, I would say no, but he definitely has that like kind of yoga instructor vibe. <laughs> kind of superiority thing where it's like not. He doesn't think he's better than you, but he kind of gives off this aura of being like, this guy's probably kind of, kind of a douche. Uh, all right, I'll take, I'll take douche. I'll definitely, I'll accept douche. It's, yeah, it's I don't think he's enough. a dick. Douche, I think, is more fitting. <laughs> but even he, that, not too much. He's at least a douche canoe. <laughs> that shit's funny. Oh, man. All right, we did have um, 
a, uh, a second set of questions for you because uh, for those who may not know, you are responsible for the really awesome rat trap that was uh, walking around TFCon a few weeks ago, or maybe it's been about a month now. I don't know. Um, so we had some uh, like cosplay-related questions. So, uh, Josh, if you want to take the first one. Sure, sure. Uh, well, what what decided what made you interested in becoming a cosplay artist any, to begin with? I, I've never heard it put in a term like that. I like that. I'm gonna use that. That makes yeah. me feel a little better about, <laughs> about making costumes. Um, cool, I, it is I, an art form. Yeah, it's, I was gonna say it's it's, yeah. it's definitely an artistic talent. Like I couldn't do that. Like I can paint little toys and shit, but I couldn't put a full. Like suit together. There's no way I wouldn't be. I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, I definitely like. Um, I would say like I really liked costumes when I was a kid. I liked the idea of making stuff like that when I was a kid. And then as I got older, and I figured out that people like just do that, I was like, all right, cool. I tried to get into it like with my friends into like uh, dressing as like human characters from like animes and stuff. And I was always like, ah, this just it's fun, but it's not quite what I want. And I made like uh, a big old G1 Optimus Prime out of cardboard, and it was like so much fun that I just decided I was like, I'm just gonna keep making big robots because it's just more fun to make. It's more fun to wear. Anything that covers my face and you can kind of like hide in is really great. <laughs> well, what uh, a quick follow-up question to that that Dakota doesn't have on here. What do you actually usually make your costumes out of? What materials are involved? Uh, that is a good question. So, um, it you know, it evolves, and I try to, like, use something different for every costume. Mm-hmm. I mostly use, like, for that one, it was, it was cardboard because it was the first thing I ever made. But... I use Eva foam, which is just pretty much uh-huh. thick. Foam. You can get that um, online or like uh, floor mats and stuff. Rat trap was um, I used Warbla, which is a thermoplastic that you have to use with craft foam, and you like heat form it onto it and it can bend and it sticks to itself. Really easy to work with. I'm never gonna fucking use it again. <laughs> no. Uh, no man like like that's because I, I was like if, if if you didn't say what you made the rat trap from i was like how'd you get the brain details on the rat trap you know uh, so uh, that, that's actually different um so firstly warbla is like it's not terrible it's just uh for the price that it is making a whole rig out of it was just not great and it doesn't breathe very well so I'm probably going to be redoing some parts like his legs out of Eva foam instead the actually made of uh, foam clay because I tried like four different methods to try to get that fucking dome brain where like the first I was like oh you know what it kind of just looks like one of those Halloween jelly mold I'm just going to use that I tried that it didn't really work so I tried like molding it and melting um, clear plastic into the kind of shape that I wanted, and that didn't work. And I don't even remember what the third one was, but I know I had another method that I tried that also didn't work. So there was there was a lot of uh, a lot of trial and error involved in that because you know like my, my oh, buddy I- Josh Lawrence SLB Vlog shout out to that dude. Uh, he like he tagged me in Twitter on it, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" And like that, you even made it to where like when you talk, the bottom jaw moves right on the <laughs> on the of. red. I gotta open my mouth 
pretty fucking wide for the mouth. That's oh, uh, but that's still that's still fucking cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just all the you know, like like that's I've I have like I have not seen a lot of uh, Transformers related costumes <laughs> that just really like invoke the character. I mean, everything from like the the rat head on the on the torso, um, the the helmet. I was like, I was like, Jesus Christ, this looks awesome. So I've been waiting to make Rat Trap for a very long time, but like I just never felt like I could find the materials. I never felt like I had the skill level to it. And finally, I was like, I'm just going to jump in and I'm going to do it. And it's been like the most fun costume I've made just because it's so many weird textures and shapes. Right. I guess that'll kind of lead into the second question. Did you find it uh, challenging or easy to get into uh, making costumes? Um, I think it's it's a little bit of both i would say it's definitely like it's a lot of trial and error it's a lot of like playing with things but i like that kind of thing i like problem solving when it comes to making costumes it's something that like i really would like to encourage everyone to try like rigs seem intimidating to make like the big big costumes but it's really not that bad you just have to get started right so just kind of like getting a feel for it um in general then just like dipping your toes in and then just jumping in. Yeah. Starting okay. like it's okay to start small. Like I think starting with just making a head or just making a weapon is a good way to kind of like figure out how the materials and stuff work. Cool. Awesome. So out of all the costumes that you've worked on and created, what was the most difficult one? Hmm. Hmm. Probably, probably Rat Trap. He's the most fun to make, but he's also he's definitely been the most challenging, just because there's a lot of uh, weird things that I don't normally have to fuck with, like uh, fabric for his uh, furry parts. Mm-hmm. I hate sewing and I hate fabric. <laughs> I was so gonna he, say, like, I would imagine Beast Wars would be pretty tricky because of the animal stuff. Yeah, but it's so fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, what was your favorite cosplay? <laughs> probably the same one. Probably, probably the rat trap. trap. <laughs> That's that, whatever that makes the newest thing I've made is my favorite. I hear you. That like I'm, I'm very like similar in that mind. Like whenever I like because I you know I, I collect prototypes, so like the newest one is always the one that I kind of go to, and I got a, a like it's it's dubbed clown Dinobot. Uh, from the original Dinobot mold. It's white and teal and red and yellow, and it's fucking awesome. I don't know why. Like, I go right to, I pass everything else up on that on that shelf, and I go right to the clown Dinobot, and I'm just like, look at you, you crazy colorful bitch. You're so awesome. <laughs> Bozo. Yeah, <laughs> Bozo Dinobot. It's, oh, it's just, it's just, it's so cool. Bozo Bot. That'll, but like, like, I feel like if I get one of the other ones I'm after, that'll like, uh, he'll go up on the shelf and I'll appreciate it from afar. A new favorite. <laughs> exactly. There's always a new favorite. Uh, speaking of the cosplay community, uh, specifically the Transformers cosplaying community, do you find them to be helpful and supportive? And if so, how helpful and supportive are they? Apparently, back in the day, a little more. It's not that they're not helpful and supportive. It's just that everyone's kind of spread out. The few people that I do meet, they're, you know, they're great. And it's fun to, like, message people and ask questions. 
But when it comes to like uh, resources for like tutorials and ideas of how to make things, I usually have to because there's not really a place for just transformer ones. Like I go to stormtrooper people a lot with mm-hmm. questions and um, just other like cosplay armor, sometimes Gundam. There's like a whole little community there, but I would like to see a place for, uh, for transformers to be more. I was going to ask you, have you ever thought about just starting that kind of centralized hub? Cause I know like, I know, you know, all the bot cons, uh, they had a cosplay panel, with someone named Rosemary, admittedly, I never made it to it because it was during an autograph signing or, uh, or what have you. So I never, I never personally got to sit in and, and check those out. But and I know, like they would do just a, a costume cosplay making like panel. Uh, but like, so would you think about like even even if it's just like, um, what are those like uh, like domains that you even like you can just set up for free, just to kind of like get a start, um... just to get a centralized location. For that. Honestly, I was thinking about that, and I was talking about it with someone before uh, TFCon, where we were uh, we were trying to put together like a Discord for it, but we Discord, I don't know yeah. we kind of fell through. But um, yeah, I would like to like make a place for like people to go and ask questions and just share ideas and things like that. And see, I didn't even think of Discord. Like that would be that'd be perfect. I always I always overlook Discord, but like, I mean, like my my suggestion would be totally just to make it and put it out there on all the social medias, uh, yeah. and just just see kind of like what's up with it. I think, I think that'd be it's cool. like I've been wanting to like do like I guess sort of tutorials, but I'm not like I feel like I'm not quite at that level yet for one and for two like just really lazy and bad at that kind of stuff i would i was gonna say uh first point i disagree second point i completely relate so um i, I feel you on that laziness that's uh that's it's across the bear i tell you but uh but i mean yeah i mean definitely like that rat trap was was awesome and Thanks. like i remember seeing a cheetor in chicago i think yeah that was really badass too and it's just like yeah yeah you know yeah, yeah i went up to chat with him after like the thing because i i was so excited because i had literally just started like before that one i was like starting to like draw up the blueprints and get the materials to start on rat traps so i was like really excited to see oh that. so you Someone were, else you, were Beast Wars. you saw that when you were in chicago last fall yeah oh cool cool are you gonna go to the one in reston this year um i'm gonna try if i can get off work and if i do i will probably will bring rat trap just because he was such a tricky piece to make i want to get as much use out of them as possible it was like man like that that rat trap was on like several different facebook pages like there's a there's a whole beast wars like it's called beast wars latin america and like they they were posting it i know tyler posted the pictures he took on stasis locks facebook page and uh like like it is i mean it's, it's an awesome piece like you should definitely be proud of that it's a badass yeah piece. Interesting. I've Absolutely. only ever seen it pop up like once or twice, but I guess that's because I'm only on Twitter. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it, but I mean, it got it did it, it got like a like a bunch of traction on Facebook. So. Probably Instagram too. And see, yeah, I don't probably. like Instagram, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, we're just talking about how I tried to do Instagram. I just can't get into it. Fucking hate Instagram. Like, you take a picture and it's hashtags, and it's just I, brand protection. That's that's it. Uh, what are some tips you'd give to beginners? 
Don't be afraid of cardboard. <laughs> Look, have you ever been cut? Well, I'm sure you have. I say it's pretty much everyone who's like trying, who's trying to like get started. And like, I'm like, look, there's so many fantastic materials, but if you're just getting started, like, cause I understand like the intimidatingness of like having to buy these materials and then learn with them. And therefore you might like, you're going to waste money cause you're going to make mistakes. And it's going to happen. But I think cardboard is such a great tool that people like to overlook because it doesn't wear well and because it doesn't breathe well and it doesn't last. But, for like learning the building blocks of this stuff, I think cardboard's fucking great. Just uh, go to go to Home Depot. Yeah, I need a uh, two hundred dollars of cardboard, please. Like, just they they have like so many big ass boxes, and you're like, what? <laughs> cardboard boxes? I know. Well, like that's what I'm saying. Is also it's like it's a free. It's great for like using it. Like even when you're like done learning and you're ready to step up to the next material, like I still use cardboard for like making the patterns and stuff. Oh, cool. So it's like just using it even just uh, like, so would you say you use it like structurally or is it just like for? Um, nowadays, I only use it for like making patterns and making mock-ups of like how something's going to fit. But um, I mean, I've seen pretty fucking amazing suits made of like just cardboard. Cool. Hmm. That shockwave at Chicago last year does not come to mind when you mention cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> that man Sad that, that, that was that, that looked like it was hard to move in you know what i mean yeah it really did it really did but learning um, process exactly Walking around exactly costumes is, is a tricky fucking situation and it's always like i guess it's another thing is like do a walk around in your rig before you like take it to a convention yeah like just sometimes so like, like something like you wear it for like two minutes and you're like this is comfortable and then you're like walking around for half an hour and you're like, I can't fucking do this. <laughs> it's time to get out. <laughs> need, need to breathe. That's God, funny. I was in a rat trap for, I was, I felt really bad because I was probably getting snippy because like when I first put him on, it was, uh, it was like 1230 because I didn't want to miss all of the panel. So I was like, I'll put him on early, watch the end of this panel, and then I'll get in line for the prejudging of the costume contest. <laughs> so I put him on at 1230. And the costume thing took so long that we weren't done till about like three. Oh Jesus! <laughs> At that point, like the room had let out, so people were like coming out and all wanted pictures, and I was like, "I'm not putting this fucking head back on." I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like, but so, I, I feel like I feel like the snippiness like matches the character. So I was going to say you got totally into fine. character. <laughs> uh, well, D- Dakota kind of hit on this one because you he he was. Talking about, you ever thought about doing your own tutorials with the hub or anything? And, you know, based on seeing that, I absolutely think you should uh, give it a shot. But moving on, you don't care if I ask this last one, do you, Dakota? No, no, go for Uh, it. Do you, uh, when you do your, after you construct your costumes, you wear them, do you store them? Or do you, like, have a mannequin that you display them on or anything like that to kind of keep them from... uh, you know, just protecting them in some way, or how do, how do you handle the, that after? I have thought about the idea of um, of like putting them on a mannequin, kind of displaying them, but I have like no space for that. I feel that. So, um, sadly, most of them they just like get worn until they're worn out, and um, 
Rat Trap, I purposely, as I was making him, like there are a lot more limitations on him than some of my other costumes because I uh, wanted to make sure he would fit in a uh, this like plastic crate from Walmart. Because for one, that's how I would like transfer him around when I was traveling. And I wanted it for storage as well. So that way, like, I don't have to worry as much about him, like, getting messed up or anything. Because he's not going to be, like, in cardboard boxes. He'll be in a nice plastic bin. Mm-hmm. Something something sturdy and wouldn't get crushed. Like, honestly, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you should totally display that rat trap. Like, even if it's just, like, <laughs> like hanging so out. Scary. Hanging out, like, legs crossed, sitting on the couch. Like, that, that <laughs> like, like, weekend at Bernie's, man. Weekend at Bernie's, that rat trap. That shit would be so <laughs> tight. Um, uh, I could sit down in that costume and I discovered it like I think on like one of the last days and I was so psyched that I just kept sitting around and laying on everything because I've never had a costume that I could sit before. <laughs> oh, so it was, it was just like comfort city at that point. Yeah. Awesome. And um, that like so that, that pretty much wraps up our, our questions. But, uh, you know, I do know that you also do other stuff like uh, like you have buttons, like you have a Dinobot button that I want. Yeah. I will send that. I keep. I need to get envelopes. It's fine. I'm I to just send someone. I have a masterpiece road rage. I'm supposed to send that to. Do what? I have a masterpiece road rage. I'm supposed to send out to a friend too. Like, I need to go to the post office really bad. Oh, I hear you. But but like, I honestly like the buttons are awesome. I saw the Dinobot. Like, I think you you uh like you just kind of gave them away at TFCon. Mm-hmm. Um. I saw the Dinobot and I had to have it. I was like, fuck, I'm not at TFCon and I do not trust Tyler with a joke. So, uh, the one where he's eating ice cream? Yeah, yeah. I thought that, <laughs> thought that shit was awesome. Like, I'm at the point now, like, Dinobot's my favorite character, uh, if, in case it was a shock. Uh, but he's I've got. Like he's most people's favorite character. Oh, yeah. Like, I've got a little shrine dedicated to just Dinobot. It's just his own, like, little, uh, his own little place. All the, all the Dinobots there. And, uh, Anyway, so I, I look for anything like that I can Dinobot related that I don't already have just to kind of put there and an adorable Dinobot eating ice cream that uh that nailed it that that was a nail on the head for me so um, I, I'm sure you mean that it's just like you know it's like all these toys and figures I'm picturing like a very like hey Arnold like Helga's like in the closet mm. little shrine to Dinobot. a little bit of both a little uh little bleed over there i'll uh i'll post a picture of it on twitter um where, where it's and it's, it's like it's always moving because I'm, I'm never done with my my displays it seems but but right now i mean it's just like it is like a little you know little a uh, little place of worship you know so <laughs> but uh anyways thank you for uh setting aside time to uh to do this with us uh it was yeah. awesome learning about you know that cosplay because that, that's you know uh that, that was a lot of stuff i've always kind of been curious about but like I know, like people uh, that cosplay at shows, you know, y'all are hot and sweaty and angry. By the time I know I wake <laughs> up at a show, and I'm just like, I don't really want to approach this person and make them more mad. Taking a million pictures, so uh, thanks. It was really awesome. I appreciate you doing that. Um, yeah, if you want to, oh, no problem, no problem. If you want to uh, hang around while we do like news and stuff like that, by all means, you're more than welcome. Uh, if not, again, thank you for. Uh, for coming on thank you um sure i'll stick around for a bit if i i'll let you know if i randomly gotta like pop out though okay cool perfect all right let's get into our fancy slideshow
<laughs> going to present to everyone. So uh, the, this this is the uh, this week's uh, Blackout and Shout uh, verses. Uh, Jed puts these together, so shout out to those guys. They're really awesome. He put one together as a joke, and um, I didn't have time to remove it from this particular slide because I would kind of thought Tyler was going to be here. So I'm going to try to like swoosh past it real quick. There we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll uh, we'll do it for next week. So uh, so this week it is transmutate versus Autobot Spike. Scale doesn't matter, of course. It's all about the character. Now, Josh, I don't know anything about Autobot Spike. I remember the episode, but I can't remember if he had like any special stuff going on. Uh, not really. He was. It was. Um... The first episode of season two, he uh, Spot got injured in a Decepticon attack, and they transferred his consciousness into a body that was cobbled together out of spare parts from each Autobot. You don't say. Yeah, yeah, and uh, paralleling Frankenstein's monster, um, they actually brought it up in the in the episode, but he didn't have any special powers. It's just his mind uh, couldn't process what was happening to him. And he kind of started attacking everybody and they were able to get his body stable to restore his consciousness after, you know, becoming a threat. Who all, did, who, all did he, who all did he bring down in his, in his tantrum? Uh, kind of was just lashing out at everybody. Okay, I didn't uh, know if there was some like heavy take. Like, I didn't know if he like put Ironhide on his butt. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't remember specifically because I always hated it. Um, that's fair. Yeah, and I know a lot of people are excited about the XTB Autobot Spike figure that they're putting out, and uh, I could care. I couldn't care less, to be honest. Uh, I just think it's a dumb thing. So I would say Transmutate uh, with its confused spark of gold would slag that abomination. Oh, dude, <laughs> like, yeah, like Transmutate, like that's that's where I feel like Transmutate wouldn't win the fight because Transmutate would try to just keep being friends with it. But I mean, I mean if it's going to attack it, then I'm, I think Transmutate would like in it sense like defend itself that's powerful enough but i I think like it would take some hits first but it would it would kick its ass afterwards i am hurt Hmm. that's i mean yeah definitely transmutate has like the the crazy uh powers and almost transmetal to like telekinesis stuff going on so this was uh i'm glad jed set this up because this is definitely in in the beast horse favor so I think so too. We had two weeks where it was in the G1 favor and now oh, two yeah. weeks of, uh, of Beast Wars favor. So I dig it. But, uh, anyways, shout out to those guys. Go check them out. Uh, they have YouTube and I believe they're also set up on Podbean. Great group of dudes. Mm-hmm. And now we're getting into our news. Hooray. Uh, so, first up, uh, we are doing a giveaway over on our Facebook page and on Twitter. Uh, I have the tweet pinned to my profile at Primal Sabbath, all one word. And I think I have it pinned in the Stasis Lock Facebook group page. But uh, we're giving away the Warrior Armed Upgrade Kit for Mr. Bot. It comes with the bandoliers, the pistols, the holsters, the hammer, and 
the rifle. So you get uh, like Dinobot's two best moments. Um, kind of all in one. Uh, we are not including a Masterpiece Dinobot figure for uh, obvious reasons. Oh, and, man. I know, I know. What kind of giveaway is this? I know, we're so cheap. Um, but it is sponsored and supplied by Agabus.com, so go check them out. Really cool for them to do that for us. Rules and are pretty big, simple. Big shout out to Hanny. Hell of a guy. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, for Facebook, like our page, like the post, and recreate and photograph your favorite scene from the Beast Wars cartoon or comics with toys and post it in the comments. Uh, for Twitter users, just like the Twitter post and post the picture in the comments. Uh, we r- encourage multiple posts and photos. However, it is one entry per person just for the sake of simplicity. And we'll draw it and announce everything live on Stasis Lock episode 145 on August 14th. So you got two weeks. So good deal. We already got a couple like Kabar posted one of the big uh, rundown from the uh, the second episode of Beast Wars at the end where they were charging at the mountain. And we've gotten some uh, some we got one entry that was uh, from the episode. I can't remember the name of, but it was with the plant where Dinobot was freaking out, telling him to get it off, get it off. So we've had a couple of fun entries so far. So go check that out. Uh, speaking of Kabar, he did a little bit of detective work and he bought a piece from a former package designer uh, that worked on the Beast Wars line on eBay. And he sent the dude message and he kind of thought the guy maybe like forgot about it. But um, he, he asked like a bunch of questions. This is up uh, for anyone to read on uh, TFW 2005. But I'm going to kind of leave it up here for just another split second if anyone wants to check that out. Uh, but it's really interesting, uh, specifically the uh, the last question, which was how would you rate the package design compared to uh, other Transformers package designs? Uh, he said that he thought it was a representative of the time period in which it was created. And um, at the time they came out, he thought they were cool blister cards. I love that old card art with the, like the paintings. And I know like G1 had that same kind of card art. Um, opposed to kind of like the more CG looking stuff we got from like Beast Machines onward, so I thought it was neat. But shout out to Kabar for doing that and sharing sharing that kind of uh, information. I thought that was really nice. And surprise, surprise, JX Figures is doing a Cryotech. Mm. Yeah, that's a good looking blue on there. I'm telling you, they uh. And and we've seen uh, the full Megatron. It was it was up at uh, at TFCon Toronto, and just all those colors look great. I'm super looking forward to what they're gonna do with Cryotech. Like, because there's some colors that like like the the purples on the Megatron. I wonder like what they're gonna use for that kind of second tone. Maybe like a, a darker blue, a midnight blue, or something. Or but, maybe uh, even a lighter blue, like a fading it out. Yeah, kind of looks like there's a little bit of a silver in there yeah oh man they're they're, they're the, the paint jobs and stuff they're doing is second to none uh it's it's looking really great but uh so yeah they definitely teased that um they're still you know kind of working through some of the kinks of the megatron but there's that flame toys uh throw your wallets down people this is unicron money they're doing Optimus That's like Prime. two Unicron money, <laughs> yeah, dude. Honestly, like, like, well, how much was the Tarn? The Tarn was like five, wasn't it? Uh, four, four. Oh, okay, so yeah, it's, it's almost three Unicrons. 
because I, I I figure they would be about that size, but they're doing Optimus Primal. Well, with and, shipping, I think it's shipping and tax. It's going to be like six twenty. So, if these are four a piece, that'd be two Unicron monies. Yeah, two two Unicron units. But so far, just line art. But uh, that Lyle Convoy looks Ooh, awesome. Jesus. Yeah. I hate that they're going to call him Leo Prime, but I understand it. I can I can live with. It. But like the uh, so the cloak here coming off of this side. Like this, this is hitting me in all of my anime feels immediately, and then even the the kind of like uh, collar, like the mane, yeah, the dude. collar, yeah. God, that looks awesome. That's like like the primal. I'm kind of meh over, but this mm. that does look really good. <laughs> yeah. Like this, I think is the only one that has like some shading in it too. Yeah, I was gonna say this one looks more complete because it's got some <laughs> shading in it. So, uh, Allie, are you in on the uh, the flame toy stuff? Uh, no, not really. I because like I've been running out of space. I've been trying to do less and less uh, figures and things. So I try. I don't keep as up to date with anything anymore. That's that's a smart move. I definitely don't blame <laughs> you. Like I'm I'm still like looking at like where what what's the temporary spot for this Unicron going to be? You know for when I make my custom case. Um, but like this, like, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm a big, like no transform, no buy person. So, but this, this is tempting. This is so tempting. And of course, line art for big convoy. Um, I like how they have the mammoth Tonfa just hanging off right of his on arm. the back of the forearms. God. And it's my favorite, my favorite leader design from beast wars. I've always liked big convoy. I don't know why. It's just the, the elephant mammoth, awesome. the one man's army. So dope, so, so awesome, awesome. Dude, Flame Toys is uh putting their putting their name in there, and these are these are officially licensed too. So that I think bodes well for the 25th anniversary of Beast Wars, mm-hmm. and bodes poorly for my wallet and financial. Uh, I wonder stability. if we'll get a. Uh, I wonder if we'll get some of the model kits. Ooh, ooh, oh man! If they were these designs, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> Even the IDWs, ooh, yeah. And uh, something a little more physical at Wonderfest, uh, they showed off the Selects uh, King Poseidon or Piranacon. If you're uh, from the U.S. and or other Western-speaking countries, I guess. So, I'm really only looking forward to the inevitable God Neptune out of this. But uh, I think they look good, just for some remolds. Like I dig it. Like this one, because I liked Scylla so much in Beast Wars Second. Like I, j- I just can't wait to take pictures with Scylla and uh, and Scuba. Oh, that's right. They did appear in Beast Wars Second, didn't they? Yeah, with that awesome like pearl, gold, and like darkish greenish sea color. Yeah, yeah. They were pirates. Well, I mean, everybody knows pirates are cool. One hundred percent makes me miss black uh, black sales. I don't know if either of y'all watch black sales. Is it awesome? No, show? man, I I don't watch the pirate life. I live the pirate life. <laughs> <laughs> Look out! We got a paradise over here. Well, you know, I'm equipped. I'm equipped for it anyway. What's up, Allie? 
Uh, I was just talking with someone like at work recently about how like long ago the like Pirates of the Caribbean movies came out and like it was like a lot. I don't remember what it was, but it was a lot longer than I thought. What's oh, actually, the there was there was the fifth one just came out about a year ago. But didn't the first didn't the first one come out in like two thousand two thousand three? Like oh, okay. Well, yeah. Johnny Depp's still going at it. <clears throat> And, and like the dude doesn't age. Like he's uh, no, he really he's doesn't. like Keanu Reeves, but and he, and he looks different. Like anytime he has like a different role, it's like that's not the same person. Yeah, that, that, that dude, that dude goes changes. Uh, Wonderfest did uh, Wonderfest. They give fans that want to uh, kind of make their own creations a one day license, and it's not just Transformers. It's even uh, Gundam and, and anything else that kind of um, makes yeah, its, its way. Any of the ma- major companies over there, which is so cool, they give fans that one day license to make, distribute, and sell their their own designs. Now, I was watching um, a video that Crunchyroll had put up last week, and he said if the designs are good enough, some companies will actually license the design permanently from the creator. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Now, I don't the, know if, there, if I misheard that or if that is the case, but that would be pretty awesome. It's like, here's your shot. It would be. And like this, this Scorponok was made available there. And the person uh, was selling them as a kit, but he, he also had, you know, some different paint options here. So you can get Scorponok, Double Punch, or Sandstorm. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's really awesome. Do what? Yeah, like a few pictures of that. Yeah, so what's even cooler, uh, at the show, he was selling them for basically 100 US, and I had reached out and I had asked, I said, hey, will you ship, you know, sell and ship one of these to the United States? Uh, and he responded, said, absolutely. So it's $100 plus shipping, but that's an unpainted. If you wanted them painted, I think it was like an extra 50 per piece. I got one for Brian and one for Brett, uh, and Brian didn't want his painted because he couldn't decide which one he wanted. Brett and Brett wanted me to paint his. So I believe they he's using Revoltech joints here. I think. Oh, cool. Now, is it a hundred ship for all three or just one figure? Just just one figure. Because okay. they are uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're 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 resin kits, but this is basically MP scale, but it has like an animated vibe to it. And it looks really cool. So and there's the originals to kind of compare them with. Yeah. Phenomenal job, phenomenal, phenomenal job. Oh, hell. 10,000 yen, so, I mean, that breaks down to right at a 100 bucks anyway. So. Right. And and what what I think, I, I'm pretty sure he's maybe sold out of these. At the ship. Uh, you know, he told me, it was, he was like, well, it's going to be a few days. I'll have to make some. So I will try to remember uh, the person's uh, Twitter. It's, it's, it's really crazy. It's like uh, like four letters and a zero at the end. But I'll post that in the description uh, of anyone who wants to like message them and, and kind of, you know, get with it. Uh, it's really cool because Wonderfest stuff's hard to come by. It's hard to get. Oh, expensive yeah, on the secondary imagine. market. Yeah. I bet so. And speaking of Wonderfest, we got to see Masterpiece Lyo Convoy with some additional accessories. So here's that gun he used in that one episode. And then here's the gun that came with that one toy. And just some more close. Oh, we see he's got an ab crunch. 
Look at that. Fancy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for this. I'm still Man, he hoping. Looks, he looks great. Still hoping this opens up and reveals a matrix, but. It probably will. Because he just had it in the left side of the chest panel, didn't he? Yeah. And we also get to see Black Arachnia here. She was also on display at the Hong Kong toy show. I didn't grab any of those images, but um, we'd kind of been wondering if, like, what color her feet were, and they are purple. They look black, but they're definitely purple. They're like a dark purple. Oh, okay. But, oh, man, I'm so pumped for Black Arachnia, too. And then close up on the main, I think. And yeah, you can see where the, they've transformed it, and it being yeah. the, uh, the the paint chipping, it being a hand-painted piece. Yeah. The Takara painters are just, like, so... I hope they like, so do something smooth. to cover that mushroom peg, though. I don't think they will, but I don't think it'll be an issue, either. I just worry about it becoming like popping loose off. and sliding off. Yeah, yeah, over time. Maybe I don't know, man. Like I, have, I haven't had bad luck with mushroom pegs. The only one, the only mushroom peg on, out of all the figures I do have that was just bad, was the uh, the Botcon 2014 DevCon, and I had two of them, and they were both just like at the biceps. Yeah, they're both bad. But this is what had me most excited um, oh yeah we were in the hangout the other yeah. day when the news on this drop i was freaking out uh so caryuto fan subs you know they released beast wars neo a couple months back for uh every english understanding reading speaking audience to uh enjoy and one of the coolest things from beast wars neo was uh at the very end when lyle convoy and big convoy teamed up to defeat uh unicron who was inhabiting galvatron's body and the final blow was dealt with the Matrix Buster. And that's what this bigger, big fucking gun is. Um, so we don't know if it's going to be an individual add-on uh, kit or if it's going to come with a maybe a toy-accurate uh, reissue of Big Convoy or if it'll come with Lyo Convoy. Have no clue. That, those are the big kind of speculations on it. But... Um, God, I need this. I need this like it air. Look, it looks very awesome. If you can see, there's even some extenders back here because his little uh, mammoth feet extended out. And and those pop off on the original toy. Like I'm hoping it's just an add-on kit because I'll get one for all six of them. But if I got to buy a seventh big convoy mold, not against it. That's the biggest fucking anime gun in Transformers anime history. That's so pretty huge. Oh, it's perfect. It's so awesome. And Navi. I'm so happy about Navi. I really want to de-Navi. Um, have either of y'all watched Beast Wars Neo yet? I have not. Uh, I, like, literally not that long ago, my roommate was trying to. Um, and it's just, <laughs> it's hard to find anything with it. So, like, we were like, let's just give an episode a watch and see like, were y'all just having trouble finding the episodes, or? Um, well, we just, like, we pulled up, and we found a random one, and we are like, let's just kind of give it a taste, see how we like it. I'll send you, uh, Karyudo should have them up and subtitled on his on his uh, YouTube, and he has them in a playlist. I'll cool. send you the link to the playlist, the way you guys can, uh, can check that out. But, um, it's, it's very, oh, for sure, it's very, like, 
Pokemon-ish for like the first half of the series. So once you get past that gotta catch them all phase, um, it gets it gets super super like heated. And it's it, oh, it's it's just such a fun show. Like we were talking about fun cartoons earlier. Uh, this one has a lot of that banter in it. Like Beast Wars Second definitely had more of that, but uh, but I, I don't know. I love Neo. It's just a uh, the designs, the everything that kind of went went down like in the second half was just uh, was just great. So, but D Navi is the best. I think uh, anyone who hasn't watched it should check it out just for D Navi. Like as as a I guess a spoiler for her character, um, she can't decide on what name she wants to be called, but it's almost always never D Navi. And if they don't call her by the name she wants to be called, uh, she won't like teleport them out of danger. Um, so funny. And Unicron Tracker, we are, uh, as of this recording, and about two hours ago, a little over 25% of the way. Yeah, I just looked, and it's at 2090 right now. Okay, cool, cool. So, I'm sure by the time this airs, it'll it'll be past the 2100 mark, but uh, 32 days? We'll see. I mean, I, th- I think that would put it ahead of schedule. It's been... What, it's a, it's it's about a day and a half behind schedule at this point. Oh, okay. It needs to get about a hundred and sixty-seven a day, and it's only gained twenty since this time last night. Yeah, but the sale barge did have a lull of like twenty days, where it only get like ten, fifteen a day, if that. Yeah, and I, then I definitely the yeah the the week, last week. Yep. That's going to be the one to, uh, to to definitely take a look at. I know I'm most interested with week three and week four just to kind of see what what's up there. Because, you know, at that point, it's a month for people that would have had that opportunity to say, like, I'm still, like, up in the air until, the, you know, the last week, essentially the I last think, day. I think the best bet to do is to just throw the 155 down payment on it, big bad. Mm-hmm. And then when this comes out in a year and a half, you've got a whole year and a half to, you know, save up some cash for it and get it from Big Bad. Absolutely. And it'll get, you know, because any of those pre-orders, it's a non-refundable pre-order. As Big Bad gets them, they're going to place orders for them. It's only going to help build towards the target. That's And yeah, and that's true too. And I don't know <clears throat> when or if Big Bad will have a cutoff or if they're kind of keeping an eye on making sure they ordered however many over you know just in mm-hmm. case um but i mean it's smart like 36 dollars a month is all you would have to put back after that initial 155 um mm-hmm. that, that i mean that's the route i'm going if if i have to you know do that because you know i'd love to see this thing made it's it's a lot easier than dropping 620 dollars after tax on that thing in just over 30 days yeah um so- I mean, me personally, I'm not getting one. I have no attachment to the character, oddly enough. You know, I just don't care about Unicron, even though I know he is like the ultimate protagonist in every iteration of the Transformers. I just don't care. (laughs) I don't want one. But I want this thing to be funded so everybody that has been screaming for a Unicron for decades can have a great Unicron because it looks fantastic. Even with the uh, panels on the legs, I don't care. I mean, the thing looks beautiful. Yeah, I agree, man. It's a, it's a super, super impressive looking thing. And I mean, like, you know, we, we've discussed it, I think, at length. But like, 
I think it's it's worth it for what they're asking. I feel. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. But, I, I think it would look great with a Legends collection. Oh, I just want it. I just want it like by itself. Just nothing around it. Just big ass. Like, what is that? Just that conversation starter, you know? Well, you know what would be cool? Say you take uh, the old Primus uh, toy, put it into planet mode without the rings, and that could be, you know, hey, there's a moon base and Unicron's getting ready to devour it. Or, you know, build a uh, Cybertronian surface as a diorama. Have Unicron standing on top of it and a bunch of legends posed all around it and in the air and on the ground and stuff. That'd be cool. That'd be so cute. It would definitely, definitely have potential. Oh, man. Like little, even the little legend size, like Dinobots that are out. Yeah, just, yeah. The just have Grimlock, one. Yeah, just have Grimlock like kicking the side of him with his feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like, get you some uh, blue tack and put it on the bottom of Grimlock's feet and on Unicron's. Hip flap, so he can say, "Me Grimlock kick butt." I was gonna say, dude, you could probably even just like hang some fish wire at that point, like with how big it is, you know. But um, I mean, yeah, there's there's just loads of display potential for that piece, and I want to see what people do with it, other than try to cram it in a detolf. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you know, there's gonna be somebody take a shelf out of a detolf and put it in there sideways. I dude, I don't, I think it's too wide for that. Um, oh, I, mean, I think it is too, but I think there's going to be somebody that's going to try it. You watch. <laughs> of course. Um, that's it for news. Anyone else have anything they, they wanted to talk about, like news-wise, or wanted to touch on? Nah, man, I'm good. All right, cool. I might have had something had I been more prepared. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I just I dropped it on you. I appreciate you for doing this, though. Hey, no problem, man. I appreciate but, you uh, having me. All right, we got two topics tonight, and this was one... Um, I know whenever we were kind of like I was sending the questions, uh, there was one question we uh, skipped altogether mm-hmm. for tonight. Mm-hmm. And it, like it's just so fitting. I had this topic lined up like weeks back. Um, but I feel like this could kind of be some more insight. But uh, additional Beast Wars media outside of the cartoon is usually overlooked. Do you think if there was an easier means to get a hold of this, it would be like more popular or well-known within the community? Yes, Josh. I do. I do think so. Because, I mean, just seeing their presence in the latter years of IDW publishing in that universe, I think really helped to rekindle um, a little bit of the popularity for the line. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think if there were more uh, forms of media you know, easily obtained, I think it could only help with the, po- the popularity. Yeah. It just. Allie, what about you? Cause I know like you, you were kind of like, well, I don't really have a comment for it, but I didn't know like what the reasoning was. Um, I mean, I guess just because there, there really is like modernly anyway, there really isn't much, but it does, it would be great to see. And I think it definitely would help. It is like, when I was remaking, when I was uh, making Rat Trap, I was like rewatching the show, and it like rekindled like, like I, oh, God, it, it is so good, and it's so frustrating wanting to talk about it, and there's like, <laughs> it's not as like well known or liked from uh, newer people, or and it is older, 
but it would be nice to see like IDW take a tackle at it or just like a new show or anything because like I'm getting like I don't know how we're all not so sick of like seeing G1 over and over and over again you're preaching to the choir (laughs) I'm uh I I love G1 I mean that's my collection is G1 stuff but I want everybody to get a crack at stuff too you know and I also appreciate like G1 is not even my favorite. I mean, I'm always going to have a soft spot for it because it was my first exposure to Transformers. But I know that cartoons shit. There's only a few episodes that are good, and it's usually the multi-parters, like the initial three, the the miniseries that started it, and the five-parter episode in season one. Those are really the only good episodes from season one. Um, season two is just like showcase this Autobot and uh, don't explain how they get there. And season three, I'm sorry, but that was trash. I love season three. Yeah, season three was my favorite too. Like the movie in season three, like that was that was the most enjoyable part of that binge watch. Like I fell asleep so much for seasons were, one and two. There were a few good episodes in season three, and they usually involved Alpha Trion. I think for me, it was mostly just like the setting change for season three made it so much more interesting. Whereas like season space. one, season two, it's like all on Earth. But yeah, like space adventures, it's way more fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Like that's why I think like the I, Japanese ones like are, are much better too. Like except for Master Force, because again, Master Force was like all on Earth, you know, but I don't know, Josh. But I mean, I don't know. You got to think too. <clears throat> I saw the movie in theaters. I was 10. I'd been keeping up with the property for two years at that point, And I got pissed off at what happened. <laughs> and I hated, I hated a lot of the movie cast. I will say my favorite episode from season three, one is, uh, only human. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I mean, because I had Cobra commander in it and he's my <laughs> idol. Yeah. He's my hero. I mean, I want to be Cobra commander when I grow up. A known, a known terrorist uh, leader. Yeah, but you know, he was <laughs> Just a, he was well, driven to it. Yeah, um, yeah, fantastic work ethic. Like if anybody, like if anybody came to me like looking for a job and like you know, Cobra Commander work ethic, I'd be like, you're hired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there, you know, I just think anything. You look at toy stores, toy stores. You look at Target, Walmart today. Look at the toy aisles. The only toys you see getting pushed are toys that have some form of media that is Mm -hmm. currently ongoing. You know, whether it be, you know, like Fortnite and Overwatch, they've got figures out. Well, they've got the games. The kids are playing this shit out of the games. You know, my daughter loves Overwatch. Those figures are selling. They're cool-looking figures. But look at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They've always got figures on the shelves based on whatever iteration the cartoon is at this point. Uh, the current one, I'm not a fan of, but you know, kids are eating it up. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm I'm old school. I, I've yeah. been a Turtles fan since '84. I mean, I literally read the original Mirage comics when I was a kid, so I hated the '87, '88, whatever year it was, the cartoon that came out <laughs> that Kitty fight them. Oh, I couldn't stand it. The the original movie though, absolutely love it because of. It was such a great blend of the original comic and the cartoon. Um, but 
anytime there is a form of media behind a property, it's going to help push it because it's just more eyes, more potential eyes on it. And it's sad because, you know, as great as the stories that Beast Wars had, most people's exposure to it has only been the three seasons of the cartoon. And then they were given Beast Machines after it. I'm sorry. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Don't even continue it. Beast Machines was great. The first season was. The second season is like, it's good in without the context of Beast Wars. Like, as its own thing, I, I yeah. like it. But as a sequel to Beast Wars, I can't stand it. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness, I'm so alone here. But like, like okay, <laughs> season two of Beast Machines. It, like it was so and like i just i remember like the introduction of obsidian and strika you know like just how they were as characters is like like that's that's how i want my best friend to be like like they 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 fool them into thinking that they're just dumb drones or they're you know dumb had their memories wiped whatever and come to find out like they're both super intelligent and you know full of ta- like tactics and like it, it really threw the maximals for a loop and like they were they were open to logic and all they wanted to do was just protect their home cybertron america number one so um i don't know man i, I love beast machines it, it's and to be fair it's been a long long time i mean the last time i watched beast machines was when it aired oh goodness it's first I was, run i was supposed to rewatch it i was like i had just finished rewatching these wars and i was like oh, i should rewatch beast machines too and then i was like nah. it's honestly like as soon as they do get through all that i am transformed stuff it's not it, like like that's i think that's the only cringy part of it for me is the the whole i am transformed. I just said, like there's things about it that i really really like i really i honestly like the art style is really weird looking but it's really cool looking it's got this like really bold colors and these really contrasting like crazy lighting and fun stuff it's mostly like like if you look at it without thinking of beast wars at all then it is really cool and it's really interesting it's just the fact that like what's been done to like characters that you've gotten to know and have been so endeared to you yeah (laughs) and then the whole rhinox becoming (laughs) This shit makes me so mad. Let's not even talk about it. I'm still still angry at that. Oh, it was just like... Like 60% of us are, to be fair, uh, at this point. (laughs) um, Like, I don't... I thought that was just such a crazy twist. And, like, I I thought it was, like... I thought it added a dynamic to, like, like, what... Like, why Primal went so batshit crazy in the series. And like as a as a as like a uh, you know an ending point for Cheetor's overall character growth, like you know seeing him finally like step up into that leadership point, I thought yeah. it was uh, I thought it was all, I thought it was awesome just for him alone. And I love that design for Cheetor. Oh um, yeah, me too. Me too. The the chicken legs, love it. <laughs> I had, I had I had a lot of the Beast Machines toys, you know. I was still buying this shit even though I was in my 20s. Um, the giant cheetah. I didn't no, buy that. No, I didn't no, buy that no. giant one. <laughs> no, no, I just had the deluxe. The house cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did they do that? Why is he so huge? That was a that was a bad marketing was, move. He was popular, and they thought it would sell. He was. I mean, yeah, he was on all the packaging. I was gonna say, yeah, like you can tell he's the every single thing that he's on. Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, though, um, as far as uh, you know, because a lot of people don't know about the comics that are out there. Um, 
I think it would. I think it would help. Like even if IDW did some reprinting stuff, I mean, they have mm -hmm. that license to do that. Even if it was just to re-release the Omnibus, which is like a hundred dollar book now. You know, it yeah. collects Ascending, Gathering, or not the, uh, or yeah, 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 and and all four of the source books. Um, if they re-release that, like that would be cool because I really want that Omnibus. I've got the individuals for all those, but the Omnibus is just nice to have all in one thing. I don't have to keep taking shit out of you know, bags and boards and all that. Um, shout out to being lazy, but mo like my favorite beast wars, non cartoon fiction was the, uh, the, the Bacon stories from the nineties. I never, I never got to read any of those. I have through years of headaches and, uh, in some cases, even, uh, emptying a wallet. I've got, I got all that and I scanned all of it. And I have it in my Google Drive. If either of y'all oh, are interested, okay. I'll um, actually, yeah, I will uh, hit me with that. It's everything from '97 to 2004. A lot of like really hard to find stuff, and like a lot of people, you know, would, would stumble across it if they got curious about uh, a character and read up on the wiki about that one particular character. But uh, Josh will get a better understanding of how much I like the Green Ramulus because of those stories he's he's in those stories oh cool yeah so um and anyone else who's who's listening to this like if you, you know if anybody wants it like by all means hit me up and i'll i'll link that google drive file um you know again it's it's everything prose stories comics whatever i uh cool put a lot of hours into that uh our second topic instead of collecting what other hobby alternatives do you think uh, your additional income would have been spent towards like cars or drugs or, you know, <laughs> vacations? Hmm. I mean, for me, um, if I hadn't got back into toy collecting as heavy as I have, it would be video games. Because I still play games on a regular basis, but not as hardcore as I used to. Yeah. Even There's though I would still be collecting video games, I would be collecting something in some way. I mean, between right. comics, between comics figures, you know, um, all the hobbies that I do now and video games, I mean, it would be one of those. Yeah. See, for me, like, you know, I... I I still do comics. Like I still make sure like there's enough of the budget for that, but like video games, I've gotten to where I just uh, watch like YouTube, like movies, uh, so to speak of all the, the cutscenes for any games that I find interesting just mm -hmm. because like all those dollars are going to, to like to the toys and, and comics and things like that. So. Hmm. Uh, uh, you got anything? anything? Okay. Well, that's I feel like people who are like really into like, collecting like part of it is just because it's their interest and I think part of it is kind of like I think certain people are into that sort of thing so I think if I wasn't collecting toys I would probably find something else to collect like some kind of weird knickknack or shit yeah and, like that's just kind of like a person almost a personality type but yeah. um I will say I guess I'm kind of in that boat currently because I've, I've stopped collecting toys I still like have the ones that I have, but I've downsized my thing a whole lot, and it has left me with, like, more of an income to put towards, like, uh, 
like my other hobbies like making costumes and uh like Mm -hmm. actually being able to go to conventions and stuff and yeah that's a good point that's a big deterrent like collecting is for me to like be able to like because i really got to think about like okay am i going to go to this thing like is it going to be worth like you know i i just i look at a, a whole lot of aspects of that I mean, with me, where I just recently downsized my collection and I'm getting ready to downsize it even more. Um, and the hobbies that I've gotten into, I mean, it's just opened up the door for me to have more space to do it. And, you know, my interests have changed and evolved. Like now, now I'm building dioramas and, you know, I've been doing the miniature painting now for about two years. I've been building Gundams now for about three years. You know, I'm still collecting Transformers, but I don't really buy a lot of mainline stuff. It's very, very rare that I do. And most of my MP stuff, I've gotten most of what I want. There's a lot less that I want than I own now. So, you know, eventually, probably within the next year or two, my MP collection will be done to a point where I'll be satisfied and content with it. And maybe yeah. pick up the occasional piece every now and then, but I'm mainly more into the building and the creating stuff now at this point. To like complement the displays and things like that. Exactly. I mean, you saw that diorama I just built for that Thousand Toys Hellboy, right? Yeah, yeah, that looked good, dude. Oh, I love it. I uh like like that's kind of that's kind of sort of where I'm at like there's only a few pieces left for me to backtrack and I say a few I mean it's definitely like more than 30 but it's like less than 100 but some of them are just very difficult and or expensive to acquire um space is another thing for me as well like I, I told totally, like cuz I wanted to have it all confined to just the one room um and, and like any any kind of you know spill over from that like i have to look at like okay what can i get rid of like now i'm down to the wire like i don't think there's anything i can you know send off and uh you know like replace with i guess in a way uh but like that's also like the the custom display that i'm wanting to build for my beast wars masterpieces that i want to stick that has lab unicron on the very top of uh it's going to have a lot of like diorama uh, building aspects to the shelves you know wanting to do uh, a shelf for each season and a different kind of thematic background for each one. Ooh. And uh, at the base, um, I'm getting rid of my entertainment center and this chair that I play video games in that has speakers in it that I never use. Uh, but I'm keeping the TV and I'm going to load up all the Beast Wars and Beast Machines and Japanese Beast Wars episodes on a flash drive and just stick, in the, stick that TV in the base of the display so I can just play Beast Wars cartoons and uh, watch the sunset on a Grateful Beast Wars collection. <laughs> nice. But, um, yeah, like in my head, it's it's looking great, but it's just like I have to wait for that freaking Unicron if it gets funded before I like proceed, you know? Yeah. But it's uh like I'm I'm looking forward to doing that, but like just doing that creative building aspect. Um, I think all of us here we can like we can relate to in some form or fashion. Yeah, I, yeah. I love the idea of like people displaying uh, figures and really really interesting like the creative ways of making these big displays and these big dioramas instead of just because i'm I, you know i'm so used to seeing figures on the shelf figures in the case uh-huh. it would be so nice that, like i wanted to like a long while back like when i was starting to dip my toe back into uh masters of the universe i was kind of thinking about because i used to collect the uh like all the g1 
like the original ones when I was a kid. And I was like, hmm. I kind of want to get back into those. But I decided I to do it if I uh, was able to make like a really like big, intricate kind of thing, with, like a gray skull and like like just kind of a table, like to make a scene with it instead of just having like, that's what I like about these mega constructs because I just picked up that Castle Grayskull last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and small. yeah, yeah. I mean, the Castle Grayskull <laughs> itself, like closed, it's like a, a foot, uh, it's like 13 inches tall, 10 inches wide, nine inches deep. Nice. Yeah, and then when it's open, it's like 13 by 13. Damn. Um, yeah, it's not that big, but it looks huge compared to those figures. The figures are only two inches tall. So, I'm like, I want to build a nice display. You know how in the cartoon, like, Castle Grayskull was on this little, like, it was on its own. And you had, there was a chasm that you had to cross the jawbridge to get into the castle from the other land. I kind of want to recreate that and have a battle going on outside it. That would be cool. I think that would be really neat. Especially, and, like, with it, with it, you know, with you having those kind of, like, parameters of space to work with, mm-hmm. I think it, to- it totally works. Like, it, it's definitely doable. Yeah. And you can um, make yeah. it such, because they're so small, you can make such a big scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's something I'll probably start working yeah, on a little later in the year. Doing that, too, because I was like, oh, but that, it's going to have to be so big. It's, like, more complex. It gets crazy. So, like, it's such small scale. So much more doable sounding. The the custom shelf I was making just for the masterpieces and to, to have that TV in the base of it was mm-hmm. like five feet wide and like feet tall. Like that was Ooh. that was kind of where the the blueprinting for it was. So I mean, it's like that's just that's just a ton of space in general just just for that. But like, I think if I was into like that's why I'm so into three and three quarter inch action figures too, is because like you can do something more manageable with those. Mm-hmm. You know. I yeah, guess there's for, something so nice about a big giant fucking figure. <laughs> I don't like, like I, I'm like that with Gundams, like the the perfect grades. I have this insane addiction to just because, like, like the length of time it takes to make it, the intricacies of it, and it is a big ass robot. Um, but like, like, like action figures, I like, I like, I like my little men's, you know, just uh little tiny guys, just ha- all hanging out, guys and gals, so. Like, like I don't know, but like masterpiece, like masterpiece, Beast Wars, and, and even Transformers in general, like that's where it's at. Um, but so it, yeah. I don't know. That's it's all over the place. So far, like every single thing that's come out with that masterpiece Beast Wars line has been like it blows my mind each time. Where I'm just like, that's great, and then the next one comes, I'm like, that's better. It can't get better than this, and it just keeps upping itself. I'm telling you, like it's. You know, I was I was having this conversation on another podcast that I'm on, and uh, you know, they always are like, "Really, it's perfect." I'm like, "Yeah, it kind of <laughs> is." Like, there's like, I don't know a single Beast Wars fan that's just like steadfast at you know, like complimenting those masterpieces, whether they're not like, you know, just the overall without like pleased everyone is. Um, it's incredible. Like Takara's really, you know, getting the the appreciation I think they deserve. But um, for me, man, I think I'd be into cars because, like, that's what I was really into before I started buying toys. Was um, you know, I had probably a twenty five hundred dollars sound system in my Camaro. It was a 
old 2001 and i was there was so much stuff i was wanting to do with that and then i started getting into transformers and i was like only one of these is uh gonna be viable so i like i ended up selling that sound system uh for like half of what i paid for it and you know dude drove 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 that drove that camaro like a grandma uh, i want to see you i want to see you cosplay as a dino butt and trick out a go-kart to make it look like a rat trap. Transmetal oh, rat dude. trap. So you can ride on top of it. <laughs> That's the thing, man. Like I think to do Dinobot, like I need to start I need to start hitting the dumbbells like immediately. Well, you can uh, be donut 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 bot. Donut bot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just so I have the big arms, you know, like I'll keep the gut. Like I feel like yeah, Dinobot yeah. Viking Warriors had big guts. I feel like I could, you know, I I could I could do Dinobot one day and then I could be like, you know in-game Thor the next, and it'd really work out. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, so I, I loved, uh, you know, I, like that I think is where all of my disposable income would be. I'd have the baddest ride in the city, how much I've spent on these damn robots. But uh, Anyone else have any add before we wrap things up? Uh, no, I'm good, man. Cool. Uh, well, real quick, Josh, where can people find you? Uh, well, you know, as I said earlier in the show at, at the beginning, you can catch me on the All Queued Up podcast every Friday on all podcast listening platforms. Not every one of them, I'm sure, but quite a few, the major ones. You can also catch me on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel on MPSP Theater every Friday night at 9 p.m.-ish, give or take a couple of minutes, you know, a couple of guys getting in right at that time so we're always running on edge <laughs> uh, but yeah facebook under my regular name instagram and twitter uh are linked to that and that's me cool uh ali where can people find you at um i i guess i don't know did she mute i can't tell She may have had to step away for a moment. Possibly. Uh, Well, if she doesn't step back, you can find her everywhere. uh, Well, I say everywhere. You can find her on Twitter at Kittenfishes. It's in the description. Uh, The link is there, too, if you want to check that out. Check out the Rat Trap cosplay. Definitely give her some props on that. Uh, Hopefully, I hope to see uh, her do some some, some YouTube stuff and get that that Discord thing going. I think that would be really awesome. Uh, As always, I have been Primal Sabbath. And while you're here... Hear us out for a few more seconds. You can check out some cool shows on the Cool Table Network, such as Shattercast Uncut, Enter the Realm, Toy Detox, Bigger Bang of Beers, and Bolter's 40K, Plastic Fanatics, Breaking the Mold, Nerd Rage Radio, Fresh Communications, Building Up to It, Verbally Challenged, Masterpiece Shit Piece Theater, and a couple other cool shows to check out would be the Back and Forth Podcast, the TDS Podcast Network, which my boy Tyler G is on, Blackout and Shout, All Queued Up, which is yours again, Josh, uh, Off the Runner, which hasn't had an episode in months. Uh, Cybercast, Galactic Gumbo, and around 30 minutes with my boy, Internet Sensation, Matthew Deluxe Baldwin. Uh, I want to, again, thank you, Josh, for uh, sitting in with us tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, Joe was in here for a minute earlier, but I think he was cooking. And I also want to thank you, Allie, for uh, for showing up and letting us get to know more about another Beast Horse fan. Uh, it was awesome uh, kind of hearing about the, the cosplay uh, stuff, too. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us. We'll be back to our live format uh, next Wednesday. Uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So thank you all for watching, and we'll see you later.